0: Doing, Doc? I need
1: fuel. Mm. Give me fuel, take the flash, set me tracing out of sight.
0: Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Uh, We apologize for the week off last week. A few things here and there. Life got in the way. Uh, Many apologies. We are back, and we are ready to overanalyze again this time. (laughs) It's going to be running backs. But first, we have to talk about a couple of things. It is the Mm -hmm. end of the road for a couple of our quarterbacks that we have been watching for many, many years. Drew Brees was the first, and now Philip Rivers says he's hanging it up. It's uh, yeah. it's gonna be weird not seeing him on the field, but I got a few Philip Rivers things that we got to talk about because <laughs> some of these are very, very interesting. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, he he's the fifth has the fifth most passing yards ever. I mean, we're gonna have this conversation. People are gonna say, is he Hall of Fame worthy? And that's for another show and another day. But here are his stats: fifth most. Passing yards ever, 63,440. Fifth most passing touchdowns ever, 421. Eight times Pro Bowler. Perhaps most impressive, 252 straight starts. Never missed a game. Rivers played through good. a torn ACL in the 2007 AFC Championship. I mean, that alone, you got to think, oh, well, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for being able to do what he did. He just choked when it mattered most, so there's mm-hmm. the argument against him. We're not going to get into that. I just wanted to throw some of these things out there. Um, <laughs> and now with Philip Rivers retiring, the Colts could have their fifth different season opening starting quarterback in five years. Scott Tolzien, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, and uh, Carson Wentz maybe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't uh, know. Well, we're gonna have to find out. But you, you, you had good stats for Rivers, and he was a good quarterback during the regular season. But again, he always choked, and that's the main thing I always said about Philip Rivers. He had just five playoff wins uh, during his career, yeah. and we can obviously say that this last year he didn't get one. He made he it to didn't. the playoffs, but again, he didn't win it. So, yeah, it's
0: uh, it's our. Our Philip Rivers that we, we come to love, the guy
1: that couldn't quite get it done. Couldn't quite do it. He did get to the AFC Championship once. Yep. I mean, that's some success. It is. but
0: um, yeah. Meanwhile, Andy Reid is now in his eighth championship game appearance, whether it be AFC or NFC. And there's only a couple yep. of guys that have made more than him. I think it was, uh, well, obviously Bill Belichick and maybe like Tom mm-hmm. Landry or something like that. So... Uh, Andy Reid getting it done, and the Chiefs and the Bills have played in the AFC Championship game every 27 years. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just love those Uh, just absolutely random stupid stats like that. So yeah, every 27 years, the Chiefs and Bills play in the AFC Championship game. So in 2048, look forward to Chiefs-Bills.
1: Chiefs bills, Chiefs bills. That's right.
0: Yep. Um, yep. Well, and as you all know, the New York Jets have a new coach. Um, yay! yay. Um, the Eagles do not. Uh, but Robert <laughs> Robert Sala uh, is assembling some guys for his staff, and I thought I don't know if you've seen some of the guys that he has brought along with him. Uh, one of them is Taylor Embry, a thirty-two-year-old former coach with the University of Colorado and the 49ers, will be the running backs coach, and former NFL wide receiver and New Jersey native, Miles Austin will be the wide receiver's coach. (laughs) I don't know if he's a good coach, but we know the name.
1: Yeah, I don't know about Miles Austin. Honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the other guys. I know more about Miles Austin than I do about Robert Sala. Yeah. But... I mean, from what I, people have said about him, it sounds like he'll be a good defensive guy for the Jets, no no doubt. And I think I saw that he's like best friends with, uh, can't think of the Packers head coach right now for some reason. Oh, Matt LaFleur. But the Packers head coach. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that's interesting. And they said that their philosophies are very similar when it comes to the offense. Try to solidify that running game and then, Hopefully, that will open up the passing game so much. I mean, and if we can get anywhere close to the Packers offense, oh, I'm, good Lord, yeah. I'm all for it. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anywhere close. It doesn't even have to be the Packers. It's just anywhere close. Anywhere. And I'm happy with that.
0: You got that right. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's running backs week for us, but I have one little tidbit of wide receiver news that we can't just ignore until next week. Uh, okay. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is likely to have surgeries on both both the torn deltoid and other injured ligaments in his high ankle this offseason. He said he knew it was likely Drew Brees last year and didn't want to miss out trying to win a Super Bowl with him, so he kind of pushed himself back, and it didn't really work out in his favor. Mm -hmm. But maybe that means next year we can get Michael Thomas at a discount, depending on if you believe he is quarterback-proof and whatnot. But that'll be next week. (laughs) <laughs> when we talk and overanalyze our wide receiver rankings from before the season. But without further ado, let's get to the gobbledygook of the running back uh, rankings as they finished because uh, ours don't quite look exactly like how they finished. Uh, I mean, there's, some, close, there's really. some good surprises, but, man, like, it just, it was so, so Unforeseen how everything you know, went. I mean, we got guys like, uh, let's see, where do I have him? And I had him ranked a little lower than a lot of people. Uh, Austin Eckler, I had ranked at seventeen. I'm looking at yours. Uh, Where did you have Eckler? You moved. I ended up dropping him a lot. Oh, I do see Um, that. You actually dropped him right about where he was. Now, I don't know that you dropped him that far because you thought he'd get an injury. But, hey, you got him at 27, and he finished 26th in PPR. So kudos to you for (laughs) somehow managing to get Austin Eckler almost right on the money. Uh, But, yes, uh, I see that network moved him up to 11. And I understand. Mm -hmm. I know why people were high on Austin Eckler. I had him at 17. So I I had a feeling he'd take a step back, but just one of many. And uh, the, of course, worst one of the bunch was my number one ranked running back, Saquon Barkley. I thought he would have a nice bounce back year. Well, he bounced and got hurt from doing (laughs) that bounce (laughs) and he did nothing of the sort. So he's not even ranked. I don't even know if he got fantasy points before he got hurt, but that is Mm. neither here nor there. The number one overall running back obviously was Alvin Kamara and he didn't even need a week 17. Not that we all play in week 17 fantasy wise, but he didn't need a week 17 to stay atop everybody else at the running back position.
1: That was because of week 16, though. Well, of course. I mean, when you get a 60-point game, you're probably not going anywhere. That
0: helps quite a bit. Uh, (laughs) And and it's funny because the number one ranked running back did not have 1,000 yards rushing. That's That's usually not the case. Now, obviously, he had 83 catches and 756 yards in the air, so he had almost 1,700 total yards, which is no slouch. Uh, but then you have Dalvin Cook at number two, where let's see where uh, I had him at five. You kept him at five, and uh, Network moved him up to four. Or no, he dropped him to four. Uh, but we all had him in the top five, and he finished at number two. Uh, he had 1,500 yards on the ground and 16 rushing touchdowns, same as Alvin Kamara. And then we get to our first, um, not surprise i guess for as high as he was but derrick henry who i had ranked i moved him up to number four you had him at number four the whole time you're like top seven like never changed throughout the entire preseason you're like nope this is it i'm not changing my mind uh network moved him up to number five and derrick henry uh finished at number three 2027 yards 17 rushing touchdowns both leading the league a measly 19 catches for 114 yards and no touchdowns. He didn't need it. He did it all on the ground. That's all you need if you are the physical specimen of Derrick Henry. He was fun to watch all year well, long, and I I was happy to have him in as, as many places as I did.
1: One thing we all did get right, I mean, it wasn't in order, but we have Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. They're in the top you know, six, seven, whatever it is. You sure. Get, we put them, but, and and we got Derrick Henry and Delvin cook, like right next to each other, basically yep. where they would probably have been if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey yep. and Ezekiel Elliott, just completely caputing and Saquon Barkley. Right. But Alvin Kamara obviously did step it up to where a, a level that I did not think he would get to, but he may have been the number 2 ish guy if if McCaffrey's there and he's healthy you would think i still have to believe he's higher and Saquon i'm not sure, certain about but i know that it would have been he would have been in the top 10 or so at the very least um but yeah, I was very pleas- pleasantly surprised with Kamara. But now you have to think about the Drew Brees aspect of yes, this. Yes, you sure because do. we don't know what's happening. Well, and we, we saw, saw what with Taysom Hill. Exactly. Yep.
0: We saw Taysom Hill completely obliterate Alvin Kamara's fantasy value for like three weeks. You're just like, yep. oh no, will I be able to win? without the production that I've been getting out of Kamara all season long because it was getting close to fantasy playoff time when all this was happening. So if you needed wins just to get to the playoffs, you might have gotten um, a little harsh dose of reality when Taysom Hill was in at quarterback for the Saints. But next year, we'll see. you'll probably still see Alvin Kamara as a top three running back getting selected almost no matter who is the quarterback for the Saints, unless it's Taysom Hill and people really start digging on it and you're like, you know what? I don't think I can do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll obviously boost Taysom Hill's value. And I think a lot of there's real good reason to have him on your fantasy team as well if he is the starting quarterback. But uh When it comes to Kamara, I mean, you, what are you, you going to do? You can't have Taysom Hill be the quarterback and trust that Kamara is going to be the guy. Now, if they go out and get somebody else, there's, there's going to be some questions there whether or not Kamara can still maintain the type of running back that he was this year. So we'll have to see who is the quarterback, but as of now, I... I there's a, I mean, it could be Winston still, right? There is definitely a
0: possibility. I think he had only signed a one year deal there, but I've already seen that the Saints want to bring Winston I've back. Seen, yeah. So, I if he learned anything from Drew Brees at all, but the way they use Taysom Hill makes it feel like they're okay with Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback next year and Jameis Winston just being the backup. And then if Taysom Hill takes a turn for the worse, you have nothing to lose by throwing Jameis Winston out there. If that's the case, then Michael Thomas becomes the number one wide receiver in the league again because Jameis Winston Winston knows how to force the ball to a wide receiver. He'll still throw 30 interceptions, but Michael Thomas will be a fantasy (laughs) god. That's all you need to know about that. Um, Well, number four, That is a very, very, very interesting person um, because Mm -hmm. we all had him ranked very, very low. Oh, yeah. um, David Montgomery sure surprised us. Now, he only ended up Mm -hmm. with 1,000 yards on the ground and eight touchdowns. That does not seem like a number four worthy running back, but. He had 54 catches, 438 yards, and two touchdowns. That is going to surprise a lot of people when they look back at the 2020 stats and David Montgomery. So I, I was pleasantly surprised. Obviously, you all know I was on the bandwagon a little bit later uh in the season and i had
1: him sitting on the bench in a couple of leagues so well I th- see you say that but i remember when we were drafting in the big money league it came around to him and i don't remember what round it was but you were sitting there thinking you know what if everybody's passing on montgomery there's a there's still a chance that he has a, a really nice season i remember you taking him and that panned out for you big time you actually did really well with david montgomery especially later in the season when you needed him
0: Oh, for sure. I I mean, I loved that I was able to get him in, like, the fifth round or wherever it was, fifth, sixth round. I knew what the chances were because the Bears' offense wasn't the greatest. We didn't even know who the quarterback was really going to be going into the season when I drafted David Montgomery in a couple of leagues. But I I was pleasantly surprised, and I was glad that I took the chance, and it was only in a couple of leagues but it it was <laughs> the value was there where it was. Now, David Montgomery yep. going into 2021, um, probably going to be a second round pick. So there's not going to be a whole lot of value there. And That's true. If if everybody comes back and is healthy, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, all those guys, if they come back, David Montgomery is more like the 7th, 8th overall running back and that might push him towards the back of the second, early third. Still a little value there, but not a lot. So I'll keep my eyes on David Montgomery. I do like where his progress has gone, but at the same time, I'm probably not going to have him on many leagues next year just because people saw what he did. And now they're going to jump on that bandwagon just like they did with Derrick Henry a couple of years ago. Like, oh, look what he did the last six, eight games of the season. If he does that in a whole season, he's going to be really good. Well, you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right, but it's still (laughs) the Bears offense. We don't, we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be on that team even next year. So, uh, tread lightly and just, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, number five, Aaron Jones. Yep. Uh, where did you have him ranked, Tom?
1: <laughs> See, now i I had dropped him big time. I had him at eight, and then I dropped him to fourteen. Um, eight was probably where I sh- should have kept him, but I was I just really thought that Dylan was going to take over at some point during the regular season, just because they drafted him so early, and it just made sense to me, and. The problem is is the Packers were very successful and Aaron Jones was a key part of that. And he's a he sure. is a really fantastic running back. And what's funny is for the last few games or so, they've been using Dylan and Dylan has looked pretty good. He but has, he has. All my family of Packer fans, they're saying, Oh man, this new Dylan guy is looking really good. But then the moment that Aaron Jones comes in, it's just completely different. He has a uh-huh. – it's a good one-two punch. And I'd say Williams is probably the odd man out here. Right. If they do sign Aaron Jones back for a longer contract, it's going to be him and Dylan, and Williams is just not going to be there. There's just no – there's no fit for him at the moment. But I think it's a good one-two punch because they are different types of running backs. Aaron Jones is still going to get you the yardage and all that stuff that he gives you. But when you need a pound him up the middle type of guy – you're going to look in the other direction for that because Aaron Jones just isn't that kind of guy. But he can still go up the middle. He's, he's very elusive. He's very fast, and he will not stop turning his legs, which makes him a really good running back for all facets of the game except for that when you need that one yard, yeah, right. what are you going to do? You're going to hand it off to somebody like Dylan. He's a he's a big tank. That guy's actually pretty big. So I, th- I like Dylan going forward. It, I want to see what the Packers do with Aaron Jones after the season is over. But I think – that I if that's the biggest key. If it they is. decide that he is too much money for the for them to hold on to, then they might move on and say we like Dylan, we like where we're headed with him. So I don't know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, you might have just been if if the Packers retain Aaron Jones, you may have been a year early in dropping Aaron Jones it's a possible. little bit because, like you said, it could be a good one-two yeah. punch. But if it is a good one-two punch. It's gonna cut into those numbers that he got. And again, if yep. the big guys were around this year, he would have been around, you know, the eighth or ninth overall running back. So it's just one of those things. He ended up good. If you drafted him in the second round, you're happy with what you got from him and you're not gonna complain. Next year, yep. I could see him being a third roundish running back if people are high on AJ Dillon going into next year and the Packers keep him he goes somewhere else he's probably going to be an early second round running back if he gets to be the absolute feature guy and then again the value's not quite going to be there for me uh if he's an early second rounder because i mean he's he's fine it's just not exciting at the top of the second round enough for me 1100 yards and nine touchdowns is amazing especially for the packers offense when they get going and they start passing the ball and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are hooking up, you could forget about Aaron Jones pretty much in the rest of that game. Um, But he did have 47 catches and 350 yards and two touchdowns in the air too, so it's not like he's completely useless when they start throwing the ball. Um, Number six was one that we were all rooting for. Uh, We didn't rank him very high because at the beginning of the season (laughs) there were three running backs and we didn't want to get our hopes up and I wish one of us would have just said, you know what, screw it, I don't care about the running back situation. I'm ranking Jonathan Taylor in my top 10 and you would have been right. He actually finished number six overall with 1,169 yards and 11 touchdowns on the ground. That is amazing uh, considering the fact that after week 1 we all thought, oh, hey, that Niam Hines guy after uh Marlon Mack <laughs> went out, that man, he's going to be a fantasy god. Well, mm-hmm. he was fine, but he wasn't he, the fantasy he god. He was better than everybody thinks. <laughs> right, he were, he really was. <laughs> nope. I mean, he had, he what did he end the season with? 63 catches. I there's not a lot nope. of people out there that thought he was probably going to get 63 catches. I said, what did I, I I don't remember if it was 80 or 85. I was like, he has the chance to catch 80 or 85 balls in that offense. Well, how many did Jonathan Taylor catch? 36. So if he would have had a more featured role, he probably very well could have gotten to that 85 catch mark. But that being said, Jonathan Taylor looked really good. He had a little streak there where he kind of dipped and... He was battling, uh, I think it was an ankle issue, and he just wasn't quite himself. But then for the fantasy playoffs, Jonathan Taylor was amazing. 25, 33, 22, 24 points. You, You can't ask for anything more out of a guy that, if you really reached and you had to have him, I saw him go in the third round in a couple of spots. but More likely the fourth or fifth round,
1: completely worth it. It would have been this year for sure. And I I honestly think that he is going to go under the radar a little bit again this year, unless people are really paying attention at the fantasy playoff times. Because if you think about it, most of the teams, the bad ones, especially are not in the playoffs. So they're not thinking into next year. I'm just going to watch for fantasy purposes. A lot of these people, they just cash out for the rest of the year and say, I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention whatever, but, when you're thinking fantasy playoffs and you got somebody that's going like that, sometimes the people that are paying attention makes it a lot more difficult to get them. But I think that there's just, he wasn't enough during the regular season for people to actually think this guy is going to be something special. So, where he ended up is fine there's three guys that I'm targeting hard this next year so far in my mind okay. Jonathan Taylor is one of them and I think I can get a decent value as far as where I draft him this next year and one more interesting stat uh that we that we all did together we all ended up our final rankings Jonathan Taylor at 26 me you and Oh me. you I-
0: are right I didn't even I don't realize think- that that's funny. I
1: don't think we did that with any other player no. other than, like, people. No, even no. that. We, no,
0: that was the only one, no. I think. That's, that's yep. kind of amazing because, uh, again, we all <laughs> wanted him to do good, but we were just like, I, I if I could get him as my RB3, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, any of us actually were able to get him as our RB3, so we couldn't reap the rewards. Um, I mean, When it comes to the Colts running backs, I was taking Niamh Hines in the 9th, 10th, 11th round in a lot of drafts. And that was still a good value, and I got enough decent points out of him, especially in the big money league. He was still worth it to play almost every week, so I'm not going to be too sad about that. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, our number seven here overall actually missed the last two games of the season. And that was kind of sad because he was having... Uh, pretty much an all-time great season for an undrafted rookie running back. So that means I'm talking about James Robinson. He was on fire to start the season all the way through the season. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now, and he didn't really have a bad week. Week five, he had 12 points. That was his worst week. And then he got hurt, and they pretty much shelved him for the last two games. Uh, and that was sad, but he still, uh, what did he end up with? 1,070 yards, seven touchdowns, 49 catches. He's going to be another one that's going to yep. be in that second round probably because he was he's young and he got it done, and there was nobody else that was taking carries away from him. He was getting almost all the carries, kind of like how Christian McCaffrey was in Carolina. He was getting all of the work, and when you get all of the work, we're going to have fantasy value
1: every single week. Yep. Um, I said there was four guys that I was targeting hard and he is one of them. Mm. And, and it, so I have plenty of guys in that spot of the draft where I know I'm going to be able to get one of them. And I'm really happy where, cause I don't think he's going to go in the first round. I think if, it, if he continues with the workload that he had, I think it's worth a first-round pick. To me, the workload numbers mean more to me than the actual numbers that he put on the field because when you get that type of workload, it is a very consistent thing for you in fantasy football, and that's really key for me.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%, especially with the running backs and how they work this year. You had a guy that you knew was going to be on the field and was going to get 20 carries a game, 20 touches, however you want to look at it. You could at least set it and forget it and not worry about that other guy because obviously James Robinson was somebody that was able to be picked up either extremely late if you were doing a late uh, fantasy draft or right off the waiver wire. And I thought about it, but I was like, there's like three guys they're talking about in Jacksonville, and I just didn't want to get yep. involved. And I wish I would have yep. at least taken the chance somewhere. But I was like, man, I don't I don't want to. We've all had the, you know, the New England running back situation, the Detroit Lions running back. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to deal with a team that has three running backs and they're they don't know who to pick. Well, they figured it out well, even before the season started and nobody <laughs> told us. So we had to do it with yep. what we could. Um, then we got a guy who was taking I saw him taken at the very end of the first round in one league, but mostly high in the second round. And that's another guy who basically feeds off of as many carries as he gets. That's Josh Jacobs. Now he finished at number eight, which is a little lower than some people expected because with the workload that he normally gets, it, it could have been better. And, 273 carries is okay. Probably not as many as a lot of people predicted him to get. I'm guessing they were thinking Zeke number of carries for Josh Jacobs. Like he's going to get 320, 350 carries by the end of the year. And if he averages almost four yards a carry like he did with the 273, that is what? Oh, like 1,400 yards rushing. Well, that's perfect. Twelve touchdowns. That's kind of what saved him this year. Was twelve touchdowns,
1: and I yeah, without the touchdowns, obviously it's not anywhere close to as good as that. But I I I just I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan. I mean, when I I want to see somewhere around forty or so uh, receptions and a running back at the very least, and when I see 33 it kind of just makes me like eh. i don't yeah. know what i want there you know right. I, I and only 238 yards receiving that's not i mean i can i can handle that it's really more about the receptions is he being thrown to uh, the at the beginning of the season it seemed like he was you know pretty okay but it was four three 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 and then there's a two in there and then it, it just kind of staggered right around three uh every game and then that last, the last two games he never got thrown to. So it makes nope. me, I don't know if he got thrown to, he, he never caught a ball. He had so two it makes me and one
0: targets and no catches. Yeah.
1: So uh, it makes me wonder w- what their plan was going forward. If we're going to try this out to see if this works uh, going forward into next year. I don't know exactly. Don't I, I, I've, I've never been a fan.
0: Thank you, Joe, for the I'm subscription. I'm sorry. What that was? That was somebody subscribing.
1: <laughs> oh, yay, <laughs> yay! Um, but I've never really been a, a huge fan of Josh Jacobs. Right. It's, it's just something about him, and it's probably the Raiders that bother me. But it's just I can't, I can't put my, I can't put anything. I don't know how to explain it. It's just I don't trust in him as a running back for fantasy football purposes.
0: Well. Out of the three of us, Network had him uh, ranked the highest at 10. That was pretty darn close to where he ended up on the season, and that was probably due to him being uh, somewhat of a Raiders fan. So uh, that was the reason there. You had him at 15, I had him at 12. I thought there would be a dip. And there was, um, I thought had it was going to be able, Yeah, oh, okay, you had him at 15 to start. That was ones you actually yep. changed your mind about, got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had him pretty close to the same, and basically what you said stands for me too. He's not yeah. a guy that's going to be like Derrick Henry and get 1,600 to 2,000 yards rushing and 12 to 17 touchdowns. He's just not that good. So if he's not complimenting that, with a couple of receiving touchdowns or just more receptions period and getting some stuff in the air, he's, he's going to be one that while he may be a good value next year, I'm going to have to think real hard about it. If he lands to me at us in like the third round, like the beginning of the third round, I'm like, oh, is, for sure, I'm is, not is
1: saying it, it's not worth having. Right. I'm just going to have yeah. to
0: think real hard about it. Like, is he going to be able to at least maintain that 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns? If I think that, then he's a good value at the beginning of the third, maybe late in the second, if everybody else that you really love is gone. So, you know. Uh, And Network has chimed in here uh, that he's not a three-down back. Yes, of course so he's going to hit his wall way too easy and i agree with him 100% on that one since he is not okay okay
1: i just i <laughs> after i've looked it up i wanted to make sure i was right about mm-hmm. what i was thinking i wanted to see how many times he was under 20 points and this is in the flag league so you get extra points for certain you know things that in that league first downs league. and the amount carries, of times he yeah. was under the amount of times he was under 20 points in the flag league was 10 times that to me that is just not good enough i have to get more out of my studying running back i can't be under 20 10 times out of the regular season that's not okay
0: no that's not the price that you would have to pay for him in a league like this uh when he becomes a free and that's agent not counting,
1: <laughs> that's not counting the week he missed so that's 11
0: Ah. Good good observation there because, yeah, he, he was out. Was it just the one week? Uh, yeah, just, the one, just week. the one week. And that and he, would have been against the run. Jets, so who knows what he would have put up in a game <laughs> like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we've gone through eight guys already, and we've finally gotten to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, top 10 running back. I mean, what more can you ask for out of a running Like, he's top 10. That's good,
1: right? Uh, it kept you afloat. (laughs) That's about it. I mean, it kept you afloat up until like, uh, week 12 is when he really started to take the dive. Yep. If you played him in week 16 and you made it into your championship game, you got lucky because he gave you a good 20 points. But other than that, it's just he was very disappointing the back half of the year. And I had him in the league. I ended up winning. So yes, I did get him in that championship game and it worked for me. Right. But in that league, I couldn't play him in the last few weeks of the regular season. Luckily I didn't need it. I had already had everything locked up, but it was just very disheartening to see that. Now, if he can come back and do a little something. I don't know when Dak's supposed to come back. See, that is... T- well, I don't even Dak think he, he has that. a contract yet. I, I-, I know, but I'm just saying if if they sign him, which I would expect them to because otherwise that's really dumb of them. Yes. He is a fantastic quarterback when it comes to winning games for you because they sucked without him. Well, they sucked but with him,
0: too. They still didn't win games. They just scored just a bunch saying, of points. they didn't win games, <laughs>
1: but they scored points. Right. There's only one way to win games when your defense is that bad. You have to score points. They eventually would have scored points. They would have won that division with Dak Prescott. There's no question about that to, in my mind. Um, but without Dak, I don't see Zeke as a as much of a value anymore. I, I have to drop him down the list if Dak's not going to be the quarterback. And obviously, I don't know if it's going to be Dalton to start the season. I don't know who is it going to be. I don't know what their direction is going to be. That reminds but me. But at the moment, you have to <laughs> you have to kind of take your expectations and lower them down for Ezekiel Elliott at the moment. I saw a headline. And I
0: don't know why this was even a headline right now, but it said projections are Andy Dalton signs with the Broncos in the off season. I was like, what, why are we talking about where Andy Dalton is going to sign right now? It's not even close to that time. We haven't even gotten to the NFL draft, let alone free agency. Like why, why are we having projections about a backup quarterback in this league? It it just, it kind of blew my mind just to see that as a headline already. Um, It's kind of messed up. But as far as Zeke goes, he's actually one that I'm keeping my eye very, very close on going into the 2021 drafts. I love that he fell this far. I love that it looked like he couldn't do it without Dak because... Like you, I believe there is no chance that they don't come away with Dak as their quarterback next year. He might not be happy. They might franchise him again, and he's still there. So unless he's willing to sit out an entire second year after an injury, (laughs) which I would really doubt, Dak is going to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback next year. And with him there, Ezekiel Elliott should be close to a top five running back again. And if I can get him late in the first round like if i got the turn pick in the first second round and he's oh, there yeah i'm gonna be all over it and i'm not gonna like it uh, but now, i'm gonna I completely like i understand it.
1: <laughs> that but to me if if dak preska is back week one which i don't think is going to happen i don't really know that's his gonna be his injury yeah. how he's recovering What was that?
0: I said that's going to be kind of difficult, I think. Uh, But, yeah, I haven't heard exactly how far along he is.
1: But if, just in scenario's sake, let's say he's back week one. If he's back week one, you you have to consider Zeke as the guy that you were going to consider him this last year. You don't drop his ranking down because of that. So just because he had a, a bad last half for the season, and he really, honestly, it wasn't that great to begin with. He averaged 17 points per game. So I really don't particularly like that. But within the first five weeks, he was fine. He was over 20 points the first five weeks. And then week six, week seven, week eight, week nine, he was under. And then he ha- got back to form uh, the next week he played, and then it just tanked from there. So he, you have to expect him to be the Zeke that you remember when Dak is there. That's what we all have to keep our eye on. And that's what you, you said basically. But if Dak is starting, I I'm all over him just like you are. Yeah. Um, now for one of my complete and
0: utter surprises, I didn't think he would be completely worthless. Although if he would have been, I could have kind of said, I told you so, but I can't say I told you so. Because Kareem Hunt actually ended up as the number 10 overall running back in fantasy football. I don't even know if I had him on my list of running backs. <laughs> I was like, I just think Nick Chubb's going to be so good that Kareem Hunt's not really going to get much of a chance. Well, Nick Chubb was good every time he was out there because he ended up he finishing right behind him. So... if you put these two together as one Cleveland running back, or at least maybe half a one and the other, because that's how a normal team operates. They have one good running back and one so-so <laughs> running back. Man, that number one running back in Cleveland would be
1: insane. That's but, true. Unfortunately, you can't do that. No, although we should make we should we should make a league like that. Pick two running backs and put them together, and that's one. That's <laughs> it. It has to be on the same team, though. That's how it would work. Anyway, I had Kareem Hunt ranked at twenty eighth. I believe I originally had him higher. Where is he on my original list? On your original list, Kareem Hunt was twenty seven. Oh, there you go. Okay, so I just dropped him a little bit, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I, I trusted in him more than you trusted in him. I yeah. know that. Um, I had I had hope that there was going to be more of him catching the ball. Than Nick Chubb and all that. And obviously Chubb got banged up with one of them weeks. I don't remember what week that was, but uh Kareem Hunt was fine. It was not great, but it was better than our expectations. I pretty much better than everybody's expectations. Well,
0: he I think tied um with Alvin Kamara for the most receiving touchdowns out of all the running backs. So he yep. didn't have a ton of receptions, he only had thirty-eight which is less than probably what you would have thought he would have had at the end of the year. But because he scored yeah. five times, he was actually double-digit touchdowns overall. And that's what helped him get to be a number, uh, an RB1, which is just yeah. doesn't seem right.
1: It's messed up. I mean, <laughs> this year is all so messed up, though, with running backs that can you really expect right. that to happen again this next year? Because I'm not saying he won't be RB1-ish, But you got a lot of big names that are going to be coming back and actually should be better than what they were last year. And even even Ezekiel, it should be better than what he was this last year if Dak Prescott plays. There's a lot of different scenarios there we have to pay attention to. But I think Hunt's going to be okay, but I guess that just kind of bleeds into the question is, what do you think about Nick Chubb?
0: I'm absolutely fine with Nick Chubb. Uh, If he is my first running back, Uh, on my team in fantasy next year i'm going to be very happy because i don't think he's going to be a guy that goes in the top 10 he might not even be a first rounder next year just because of his injuries but when nick chubb was on the field uh, let me bring up his stats right here when he was on the field almost every game was close to 20 points i mean he had yeah. Uh, 29, 26, 22, 30, 20, 27, then like 17, 19, 18. Like that's close enough to 20 that I'm okay with it. And that's with a split load uh, towards the end of the year there with, with Kareem Hunt. So if, if he's anything like that for an entire season, he'll be a top five running back next year. And, and Kareem Hunt could still be close to an RB1 if the Cleveland Browns run their offense the same. Now that's going to well, be see, a huge if next year because there's a lot of question marks going to go into that offense.
1: Yeah, uh, Chubb Chubb was ranked this high all by missing four games in right. the middle of the season. So if you average, uh, if you sort it by average, he's number nine, and he had with nineteen almost tw- almost twenty points per game, and that is exactly what you want on your running back, just like you said. But if you sort it by average, then you got to go all the way down the number 22 to find Kareem Hunt. So there's a difference there between the two guys. Obviously, Kareem Hunt is more of that guy that's going to be catching touchdowns and whatnot like that. But Chubb is by far the number one guy on this team, and I wouldn't expect him to take a dip uh, at all, really. I think because of the injury that he missed, uh, them four weeks ended up being five in a row because of the bye week which is obviously what they were probably planning but he he's going to be fine if you sort it by average he's getting you 20 points per game and you have to imagine that I mean if you sort it but here's the thing you got Christian <laughs> McCaffrey at number one, if you sort it by average. So he's really right. pushing it up even <laughs> higher. And then you got Antonio Williams, who is above him as well. And that's just a garbage game. There's no reason for that to be there. So you got to push him up even higher on the list. Yep. The guy was seventh overall when you sorted by average this year.
0: Well, there you go. You just got to do a little bit of research next year when you're going in mm-hmm. and seeing how these guys actually finished, even though he was overall number 11. <laughs> For points scored, that's not a true indicator of what his value may be going into 2021. Now, yep. we've got uh, right after him, because of Christian McCaffrey not being on the field, you got Mike Davis, which <laughs> is just insane. And he was kind of up and down. He he, If you got him and you were the Christian McCaffrey owner, you were at least happy to get somebody that was putting some points on there because he started off absolutely monstrous. You're like, wow, how am I getting almost Christian McCaffrey points out of Christian McCaffrey's backup? (laughs) Then you start to wonder, is Christian McCaffrey really that good or does Carolina have the exact perfect offense for a running back that can run and catch? Well, after those three games, Mike Davis became a very average running back, still worthy of starting most weeks, but he yeah. definitely showed you that uh yeah, Christian McCaffrey's good, and that's the reason why Christian McCaffrey scored so much, not just because of the Panthers offense. So while you <laughs> if you had him, you were happy that you got him, but you probably didn't get as many points out of your team as you wished, and that may have hurt your chances at getting into the playoffs even though Mike Davis probably overperformed what anybody ever thought Mike Davis could perform.
1: Yeah, there's no chance in even thinking about Mike Davis next year unless they tell you Christian McCaffrey's hurt and he's still on the team. That's the only <laughs> reason you want him.
0: Yep. Uh, and then we've got Antonio Gibson, who was a pleasant supply or surprise for a lot of people. Um, yep. He was a little banged up, though, here and there. So he's a guy that I'll look at. I'm not going to take him very high. Um, he's was going against the NFC least, and all those teams were terrible. So we'll see yep. if he can actually do it against real competition because he scored 21 points against the Cowboys, 11 against the Giants. Uh, of course, the first game of the year against the Eagles, he wasn't really the full-time star. Then he got 40 points against the Cowboys, and then he got 13 against the Eagles. So... It, he scored a lot of those points against those crappy defenses in the NFC East.
1: And you know what's you know what's going to happen next year? He's going to have to play them teams again. So, yeah, I'm, I am hoping that a lot of the people are thinking similar to you because I think it's going to be a better year for him next year, and this is one of my other guys that I'm really high on. Obviously, I don't think I'll have to uh, draft him super high. I think I'll be able to get a decent value out of him. But the reason I like him – is because they are going to have, at least I sure hope so, they're going to solidify the quarterback position on that team, and that's going to change a lot. I think once he gets into this groove with the actual quarterback on this team and they they don't, keep going back and forth between this guy and this (laughs) guy. He got hurt. He's we, we don't have to worry about it and we can just go forward with him. I think he is definitely the answer in Washington. They really like him. That's obvious. And I'm pretty sure. And that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on that. He is going to be the guy and that everybody else is looking at it the same way you are. Oh, he only scored them points against the, the NFC East teams, well, he has to play them again next year, and I can't imagine they improve their defenses that much to where, especially the Cowboys. I mean, I can't see that they're going to improve their defense, but they're going to be very similar as far as defense goes through the, for the NFC least, and I would imagine he still gets plenty of points in fantasy football, hopefully more.
0: Here's my rebuttal. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) You have completely 100% valid points there. My reasoning that I think it's not going to be as good is, well, the Cowboys, if Dak and Zeke are back to their old ways, they're going to be putting up a bazillion points a game again. So a team like the Redskins, or Washington football team, sorry, The whole year is done, and I almost got through it, didn't quite make it. The Washington football team is going to have to pass the ball to beat the Cowboys if they're back to their old tricks. And I can't see the Eagles' defense was decent this last year. I don't think they're going to be that much worse. Well, and then there's the Giants. But I think kind of is going to... I don't know if you can say progress or regress to the norm, depending on how you look at the situation. I think the teams in the NFC East will be closer to average again next year uh, because of the Cowboys offense and well, who knows what with the Eagles. Um, But if that's what you think is going to happen, if you really think that the NFC East teams are going to be that terrible again, Yeah. Antonio Gibson is definitely going to be a great value pick and I'll probably have him on some teams just because he won't go super high and he will look like that guy. It's like, Hmm, if he can get me double digit touchdowns again, he's worth, you know, that third round pick. And he very well, very well may be another guy after him. Oh, go
1: ahead. Last, last thing about that. And I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I just think that let's say let's say Prescott comes back and, the, and let's say all the teams are passing better and they're actually scoring more points against the Washington football team or whatever they're going to be called next year. Let's yeah. please hope it's not Washington football team. But let's say that they're all scoring points. That just means they're going to have to pass more. And, and the more points you get in a running back is how you – catch the ball he only had 36 receptions just last year so I think that that's going to improve if the football teams not just the Washington but that's, <laughs> makes things so confusing if the NFC East football teams are scoring more points, I believe he will catch more passes, which will lead to possibly more points as far as I'm getting as well. But, I mean, we'll have to find out and see. He is one of my guys that I'm looking extremely close on because I think he will get overlooked by, by many people.
0: All right, one more rebuttal. <laughs> we can't move on <laughs> because the number 17 <laughs> overall running back was J.D. McKissick, who did catch 80 balls for the yep. Washington football team. Now, a lot of that was... Alex Smith loves to dump the ball off to whoever his pass-catching running back is. We don't know if Alex Smith is going to be the guy in Washington next year. If he is and J.D. McKissick is still there, I don't see Antonio Gibson's receiving numbers doing much of anything besides staying right where it's at. I mean, it could be more just because they have to score more points. You could be very right about that. But if J.D. McKissick is there and Alex Smith is the quarterback, I see that being another tandem. It's going to be my Niamh Hines next year might be that J.D. McKissick. Now, we've already seen him do it, so he might not be as unknown as Niamh Hines was coming into this year. But that is my rebuttal to there. J.D. McKissick was an absolute monster in the PPR league uh, for the last half of the season. And almost all season, if you were paying attention, he was getting targets. He five, four, eight, eight, six to start the season. Just targets. Then two, fourteen, fifteen, and then kind of disappeared. Two, four, ten, four, ten, ten, eight. Dude had a hundred and ten targets as a running back on the season. So yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe he's gonna be our new James White. And if network drafts JD McKissick next year, you can kiss his stats goodbye because as soon as he does that with one of those pass catching running backs, he's going down the tube. So, we'll monitor that situation and let everybody know if network is drafting JD McKissick so then you all can stay away.
1: <laughs> well, I uh, I guess I'll it's a rebuttal-ish, yeah. I guess. Not so much against McKissick, but I can't imagine going forward that they're going to comp- they're going to keep McKissick at that level of throwing. Uh, he has to take a little bit step down. 120 targets as a running back is just a little absurd. It is. Um, but he is on the team next year going forward, I would believe, because he he signed a two-year contract this last year. So, um, But if you're looking at it as like a, a dynasty type of thing and you're like, okay, you're starting up a new dynasty draft or whatever. Yeah. I would much rather have Gibson well, than course. McKissick. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even a
0: question. I mean, Antonio Gibson was, uh, he's like, what, 23 or something? So, yeah, J.D. McKissick's been around the block for, you know, a few years. He's not, like, yeah, super old. Young one, think, but, but yeah. it, you know, running back's age does matter, except for in the case of Frank Gore. But we're not going to get too many Frank <laughs> Gores, so... Uh, JD McKissick's probably going to regress next year, but
1: just got to throw that out there. Uh, it's going to regress because you know who's going to get more receptions, Antonio cool. Gibson. That's why it's going to regress. And put it in the will, bank.
0: We will see. We're going to put that on our list of things to monitor next year. Uh, we got some things in store for next year for uh, between all three of us, Tom, um, I, and Network. We'll we'll probably we'll have a little um. Oh, a contest next year, and we'll pick out some uh, this, that's, or uh, would-you-rathers kind of for fantasy football and see how well we fare against each other. Um, mm-hmm. One guy that I don't think anybody really wanted anything to do with this year was the number 14, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm trying uh, to look where we even had him on our list. I had him ranked. I don't know that I even put him up there.
1: (laughs) I thought Philip Lindsay was going to
0: be better, but he just was battling injuries so badly all year. Um, MG3 I got him at
1: number 22. Okay, Uh, there you are. You you dropped him at
0: 29. Oh, I did have him on the list. At least I had him up there. So (laughs) that's something. (laughs) I'm trying to look with Network. Where did you have Melvin Gordon? Did you even have him on your list?
1: Um, He had him at 19. Well, oh, there mm. he is.
0: Okay, so Network closest to the closest. number 14 ranking at the end of the season, and I don't know how the heck he actually ended up that high because it didn't seem like he was producing at all. Like it, it took him so many touches to get points or he'd have to have like a two touchdown game in order for him to be fantasy relevant. And I I guess if he was your RB two because- or a flex, he was fine.
1: Yeah, it's just because Philip Lindsay was not himself this year. There were times where you saw some sparks out of him, but it was just like, nah, man, this isn't working. This, this something don't look right with Philip Lindsay. But if the reason network had him higher is because he didn't trust in Lindsay as much as we did. That's true. So because he's got Lindsay and Mark all the way down to like twenty eighth, I had him at twenty three, right next to Marvin Gordon, because I honestly thought wow. he was going to split, split carries, get more receptions and he, I didn't think he'd do as good with the carries as Melvin Gordon. I thought he's not as good of a running back when it comes to just running the ball, but I knew 100% he's a better pass catcher out of the backfield, so I was going right. to give him more points. And so I thought they were going to be very similar in their points, but it just didn't work out because Phillip Lindsay just was off. There was something wrong with him. He got banged up here and there, and he had a, that concussion, which if I remember remembering right, I think that was the one I was like, oh, my gosh, he's yes. not even getting up or something like that. But – yeah, he he. It was just unfortunate that Philip Lindsay couldn't do more this year because I think that would have put Melvin Gordon down further on the list, probably closer to where we have him ranked. Yeah, honestly. that's true.
0: That's true. Um, but again, that was just the Broncos in general were not good this year. I mean, they lost Cortland Sutton right away. Drew Locke wasn't very good, and the running game yeah, wasn't yeah. very good. And Noah Fant was injured here and there, so. It's a big, huge what-if going into next year. Like I just said, the initial report is Andy Dalton is going to sign with the Broncos next year. I don't know if that has any meaning to anybody whatsoever as far as that offense goes, but, uh, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it.
1: If that's true, I don't know if I want to touch it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Somebody I know a few people were pretty high on is number 16, Kenyon. Drake, and yeah, yeah, number 16 is way off of where most people thought he was going to be. I had him at uh, 14 uh, before the preseason was done, so I was the closest there. Tom had him at 9, and Network had him at 8 by the end of the preseason. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were all lower on him than a lot of people were. That's uh, true. Not as low as he ended up because he just he wasn't very consistent this year. I'll just put it that way.
1: Yeah, it just again, it looked like he wasn't all there. If you watched him it, uh, at any point during the regular season, it just looked like he was very sluggish, and it was very dis. Because I had him in, I don't remember which league it was now. I can't even remember. Um, but he was oh the flag league. I had him. I traded ah, him off that's though. Right. Luckily, I got some stuff out of him. You did, but. He was very sluggish, and it was just like, man, this isn't the guy I remember from from the year before. Because no. I was watching a lot more out of him then, but it just didn't seem like he had the burst. And so that translated into the other running back, which I mean, you you kind of touted for a little bit there as well. But it's just kind of it's kind of disappointing. Again, another guy that we all thought, well, maybe not you so much, because you were pretty close to where you had him ranked. But we all kind of thought that he was going to be better because of what we saw the previous year.
0: And and most of those points that he got were in like two games. He had that insane game against the Cowboys where he ended up with like a 60-yard touchdown late in that game to solidify that win for the Cardinals. And then he had a 27-point game against the Patriots. Uh, It was just two touchdowns was basically what vaulted him over there because he only had and this is mind-blowing to me, Kenyon Drake had 31 targets on the year. That's it. He probably had 31 targets in two or three games with the Cardinals at the end of the year last year because he was just absolutely crushing it, and they did not get him involved. I don't know if it was a Kenyon Drake thing or if the Cardinals' offense kind of morphed into something different, Uh, but... It just it wasn't good for Kenyon Drake, and maybe, maybe he slips really far next year. Maybe you get Kenyon Drake in the sixth round next year, and that could be the steal of the draft if he produces just better than he did this
1: last year. I can't believe I set you up for that. I didn't even name the guy, and you didn't even go for it. But you, you I remember you touting Chase Edmonds a little bit this last year, and you didn't even take the bait. Man. I did I set you up perfectly for that.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Chase Edmonds, he, in my opinion, was super disappointing. Uh, he had a couple yeah. of good games. Yeah. Uh, but he was super disappointing because I thought maybe when he got in there and had a couple of games where Kenyon Drake wasn't going to be the guy that he could just take it and run with it, And I'm trying to look for Chase Edmonds in the flag league. Okay. See, he was 16th overall. Chase Edmonds was in the flag league, and Kenyon Drake was 17th, Where in a standard PPR, uh, Chase Edmonds was all the way down 25th. And that's why I say he was disappointing because uh, he was getting – I think he might even had – yeah, he had a bunch of return yards, which was why he was worth it in the flag league. For whatever reason, he was out there on returns when I don't think he was doing mm-hmm. a ton of that before. So in the flag league, completely and a hundred percent worth it, but he had sixty-seven targets and fifty-three catches, but he only ran the ball ninety-seven times.
1: Fifty-three catches.
0: Fifty-three catches. It's
1: it's 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 the fifty-three catches that make me feel like I know Chase Edmonds has that ability to catch the football out of the backfield. We all know that, but it's that number that makes me feel like the Kenyon Drake thing might bounce back next year if he's healthy. And I don't know how long is Kenyon Drake's contract. I didn't think it was a very long contract. Mm, I know, I know Edmonds is back next year. Kenyon Drake. Um,
0: I am not seeing what his contract is offhand, but, uh, Seems like they signed him for a couple of years, didn't they?
1: It was a one year deal. Oh, okay. For eight eight and a half million dollars. So he might not even be there next year. Well,
0: there you go. Another thing to uh, keep a keen eye on if Kenyon Drake does not re-sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Maybe Chase Edmonds is a guy that gets over drafted next year because I didn't see enough out of him that make me I, that's true. really want him. So maybe he's a guy that you can push, hey, oh, he's going to be really good, guys. Yeah, yeah, Chase is going to be really good. And you get some <laughs> other people to draft him, and maybe the guy you want slides down a little bit. But that is <laughs> very, very far in the future.
1: So That's not what we do on this show. No. Just letting you all no, know. No, 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 of course We not. let you know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. That's oh, why we boy. keep winning. You keep listening to
0: us. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. <laughs> Uh, then I w- we'll, run down a, a couple of guys real quick here. And there's just a couple more. I really want to get to, um, but we've got guys like Deandre Swift. Uh, I'm trying to think, where did I have him? Did I, Oh, I added him to the list at the last second as a, okay, I'll put him on here. 31 Deandre Swift for Tom. He dropped him he from 22 to 24. Um, and where did yep. he finish? I'm looking, it says 18 here on uh, network. Where did DeAndre Swift go? I think he might have dropped off of his list. So he originally had him Ooh. at 29, and then I think he dropped him completely off the list. Well, DeAndre Swift had really good games and then disappeared, and then had a really good game and then disappeared. And he was hurt for three games, and then he was average for a few games. What are we getting out of DeAndre Swift? Uh, right. Obviously, Adrian Peterson was still there, and on Johnson was still there. I don't. I still. It's a Detroit running back. I'm not touching him again next year. Are you? Uh,
1: uh, we'll uh, see. <laughs> I, I I gotta see. <laughs> the problem is, is we had somebody in Adrian Peterson that was still taking some some things away from him and he he was actually having a halfway decent year for some of them games well he had a well, how many 20 point games did he have not very many actually no uh, i can only see two 20 point games for Adrian Peterson but he had a lot in the teens so i would imagine he's not going to be he's not going to be there that no. much longer he's going to go somewhere all, else have-
0: next year and screw up a running back rotation and Wherever yeah. Adrian Peterson goes, just kind of stay away from it. Uh, when mm-hmm. he was on Washington, he actually had a decent season, but wherever he goes, just just ignore it for right now because <laughs> eventually that's got to stop being uh, a a stealer of fantasy points wherever he goes. I mean...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: he he's gone a lot longer than I thought he would. So props to Adrian Peterson for sticking around and, it's true. and doing it at a semi high level. But it's uh,
1: funny. Cause he's like, it's like Frank Gore, you know, Peterson just keeps sticking around. But because Adrian Peterson was so elite at one point, like I know Frank Gore was elite at one point, but it wasn't like Adrian Peter where everybody was like all over Adrian Peterson right. all the time. I think it's just we kind of forget about Adrian Peterson. If Frank Gore would have had the Adrian Peterson numbers this year, we were all like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Good job, yeah, Frank yeah, Gore." Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's it's completely different when you get it out of Adrian Peterson. You're like, "Oh, oh, he's terrible." <laughs> terrible.
0: Um, then we got to move on to there's there's a a list of guys in like the next four that all have the same types of question marks. Maybe a little different here and there, but you got. Chris Carson, Ronald Jones, David Johnson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Miles Sanders. Like, all five of those guys can be a lead running back, but for some reason, all five of them just couldn't quite keep it together all season long. Miles Sanders, out of all these Mm -hmm. guys... Probably, and I don't even have to look, I'm 99.9% sure he probably had the most yards per touch out of all those guys because Miles yeah. Sanders barely got the ball in Philadelphia this year, and it was a travesty for fantasy owners everywhere. Yep. Uh, but all three, all five of those guys, because Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't produce like everybody thought he would well, not everybody, but some oh, weirdos hold on, hold out there on, thought he was going to be. <laughs>
1: I dropped Edwards Hilaire all the way down to 18 where most people had him in the top 10. Wait, wait, wait. I wasn't even
0: close to that. You didn't drop him to 18. You put him from 19 to 18. So don't say you dropped him. I, dry, I had <laughs> dropped him from my very, very first ranking
1: I, had, I made
0: rankings. Yeah, I, I moved him up way high just because I put him from 25 to 10 just because I'm like, well, if that's all there's going to be, then maybe he's got a shot, but he wasn't quite that much of a shot and network had him right in between both of us. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but like I said, all five of those guys are probably going to get drafted right around the same spots in fantasy drafts next year. Uh, maybe not so much David Johnson. I think people are just done with David Johnson even though he kind of yep. produced. Yep. But I don't think people are going to draft him very high next year, especially nope. if Deshaun Watson is not a Houston oh. Texan next oh, year. Oh, man. I mean, there's, there's all they sorts of rumors the team, don't they? that Deshaun Watson could go
1: to New York. I have no, and I'm fine with that. I honestly think, let me, let me give me my take on this because I've been thinking about this. A lot of people coming up to me at work and saying, Hey, I heard the rumors that the Jets are interested in it and going to go get Deshaun Watson. Hey, that's pretty good for you guys. Yes, I would take it. He's a good quarterback and he's got a lot of talent, but how many games did they win with Deshaun Watson this year? Four. That's only two games better than the Jets <laughs> got this year. And it's not like we have fantastic receivers or a fantastic running back. We have a better coach. I can already tell you it's an upgrade. A 100% guarantee well, yeah. that. And we have a fine GM, but Watson doesn't win games like Aaron Rodgers wins games. He is not that guy. I do think he will make our team better. I think he's better than Darnold. There's no question he's a more yeah. athlete than Darnold is. But... I don't think it's the answer because we could very well get seven wins again this next year. If we had Watson and everybody's like, Oh yeah, he made the team better, but it doesn't matter. I don't want a seven and nine team. I want a team that can be consistent at playoffs time. Now I understand this next year is a building year. So if we got seven wins, I would be optimistic with Deshaun Watson. But the problem is, He's gone to the playoffs before, and he hasn't really produced in the playoffs. So I want to see more out of my out of my starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate saying it because we have had garbage quarterbacks. I like Darnold. The problem is, for the for three years we had the worst coach in all of football, and that destroyed Darnold. And I think there's still a chance for Darnold. So if we don't get Watson, and if we can't get the number one pick in the draft, which we can't mm-hmm. unless we trade up to get it then there's no reason for me to even consider another quarterback at this point unless we trade for somebody else like Watson it could be anyone i mean i'd take Mahomes can we do that no i don't think you can no nope okay
0: all right i got three <laughs> running backs that i want to touch on before we get out of here for the night the first okay, one, one okay uh the first one i want to discuss is a guy that both Tom and I were really hopeful for, and we didn't rank him super oh, yeah. high. Um, no, but I didn't. We were, I didn't think
1: I had him on the list.
0: Uh, I don't think we're talking about the same guy. Oh, maybe um, then. No. <laughs> we ranked him right around the same. I had him at 16.0. Uh, Tom had him... Oh, he moved him up to 15. And Network oh. had him... I think he had him the lowest. Where is he? He did. He, he had years. him at 22. Uh, Yep, he moved him up to 22. He ended up at number 31 overall. Yeah. On a team that is in the AFC Championship game. And he was terrible <laughs> fantasy-wise for most of the year. Devin Singletary. Yeah. What can we take from Devin Singletary this year that gives us any hope going into 2021?
1: Honestly, this is my biggest disappointment out of the year. Mm-hmm. I I wish I wasn't as high on him as I other. I didn't have him super high on my list, honestly. I had him at 15, but that means he's darn close to a running back one. And if, if I would have predicted – the Saquon and the McCaffrey thing, that is basically a running back one. Yeah. But obviously I'm not going to predict injuries. That's stupid, but it's single Terry. I was expecting a lot out of, and I didn't get it. And I don't, I, I could still hope for something next year, but I, I, the way the bills offense is running, I just don't see how he's going to be that guy. And they're splitting too many of the carries too many of the looks um, so I just can't, I can't be confident with Singletary next year unless something really changes.
0: And it's not like it was Zach Moss outperforming, you know, no. his rankings. No. Zach Moss was 46. He had four rushing touchdowns, yep. one receiving touchdown, 480 yards on the ground. Like the bills just didn't run the ball with their running backs that much. They just let Josh Allen be the guy this year. And that was, that was great. I mean, for most of us that wanted Josh Allen to do what he did, that was perfect, but we were Mm -hmm. also hoping for a little bit more out of Devin Singletary and we were, we were very disappointed. So, you know, it is what it is. Maybe we take one more chance on him next year, but (laughs) it's going to have to be at a really, really good value. So, We'll hold off and uh, when our running back rankings comes out next year, you'll see if we have any confidence in him at all. All right, that was one. Got two left. My <laughs> second guy I want to talk about is pretty much the end of the road for a guy for so many who basically won seasons all on his own for some people. And um, I'm talking yeah. about Todd Gurley. Was it's over, man. benched at the end of the year. Yeah. He was not the starting running back anymore. And it's just, it's sad that he just fell off as hard as he did. There was a little hope. <laughs> he was doing okay. He was at least getting those, you know, two touchdown games, um, getting that, that one score to get you at least, you know, 12, 13 points. You're like, all right, at least I can get that out of him. But yep. man, for what you had to, take him at like second round maybe third round if you were lucky holy crap Todd Gurley was the biggest disappointment of the year for me
1: huge flop huge flop I mean, you could say flops are all over the place when you're talking about McCaffrey and Saquon you can't really call them flops because they got injured Uh, when it comes to Todd Gurley I mean it's just it's not really his injury, but it is at the same time. And he's just, his knee obviously affected him way too much. And they saw it and he wasn't productive. So they said, sorry, you're not going to be the guy anymore. Right. And he's, that's such a big flop. Huge, huge, huge bust. Disappointment. Not, not saying you're drafting him super early this last year, but it was early enough to where what you got out of him was not even close. Um, So he's done. I'll never touch Todd Gurley again unless it'd have to be perfect scenario. Sitting there I, late in the draft, I I could see it. It'd have to go to some team that absolutely had nothing else at running back. Then I might touch him. But other than I, that, I will he's, say this: he's done.
0: if Todd Gurley lands a semi decent contract somewhere next year, I am going to look and see who his agent is and who he represents <laughs> elsewhere because if this agent can sell this Todd Gurley to somebody and get money for him. He must be lying about everybody else. He has for a client too, because there is no he doesn't way have to
1: lie. He doesn't have to lie. He just got to find Adam Gase wherever he went oh God. and then say, Hey, Todd Gurley is really productive. Look at all these stats he had for the first four years of his career. And yeah. Gase would be like, yeah, Yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) He would. That's Adam Gase. He will never work in the NFL again. I almost promise you that.
0: He's going to go to um, Beloit College and coach that football team (laughs) next year, maybe. Um, Uh, All right. I got one running back left, and it might be the same guy that you want to talk about because – You were very high on this particular guy going into the season. You didn't like the situation as it started off.
1: I know what you're talking about. That's the guy I want to talk about. Okay. But But I
0: am going to be taking him everywhere next year. I'm, I'm not kidding. I am going to take J.K. Dobbins. If I have to, if I have the right placement of my draft pick, if I have to take him at the end of the second round, I'm probably doing it next year. I think he is going to absolutely explode. Now, I was uh, I was with you when you're talking about how you love J.K. Dobbins the most out of those running backs. He's yep. probably one of the most talented out of that group. Just landed in a weird situation where well, Mark Ingram did. was yep. there, Gus Edwards there. Mark Ingram just got released. Not that that was going to be a deterrent for me anyway, but they're yeah. like who uh, we we got something here this JK dobbins yep. dude is going to be insane next year put it in the bank that's it
1: yeah absolutely i mean you said everything i was i would have said i mean you already said that i was super high on him before the draft i thought he literally was the best ba- i saw how he ran the ball in college right and i said he's unstoppable Obviously, once you get in the NFL, it's a little different, A little bit. when you're that unstoppable in college, you're going to be a good running back in the NFL, and I could see that, and the fact of the matter is, he's going to be climbing up the list on the leader, not the leaderboards, but the list of the draft uh, next year, and we all know it, and we just kind of hope <laughs> that it doesn't do that, because he is going to be a real steal if you can get him in the th- fourth round, something yeah. like that, because it's possible that that could happen. I
0: mean, it just because he he finished the year at 24th in a PPR league. So if people are just yep. looking at previous year's stats, you're like, oh, he was good. He only had 800 yep. yards rushing. Well, you know what? That 800 yards rushing came mostly at the end of the year. I'm looking, um, yeah, because – From weeks one to six, he had 22, 48, 6, 16, 34, 28. That's it. That's all he had rushing. Then he finally broke out, had 113 yards, then was quiet again, but then 70, 71, 53, 64, 77, 160, and he was still good in the playoffs (laughs) too. So J.K. Dobbins is some guy I'm hoping people forget that he was coming on at the end of the year. Because it wasn't like when Derrick Henry or David Montgomery would come on at the end of the year and it was super noticeable where it was 150, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Like when when (laughs) Derrick Henry came on, everybody was talking about Derrick Henry. Not everybody was talking about J.K. Dobbins at the end of this year. So I hope that rolls over into fantasy draft season and I can grab him in the third round everywhere I can get him. Like I said, I would take him at the end of the second round if I had to, if I really thought maybe somebody was there. Like if I had pick 19 and Tom had the turn at 2021 20, <laughs> or whatever it was, I'd be like, there's <laughs> no way I could get him with pick 23 or whatever it is. So I'll have to take him at the end of the second round. I would do it and I would not hesitate.
1: Yeah, I that pretty much guarantee. I mean, we have to wait and see what's going to happen going forward. But at this point, it's almost a sure thing that he's going to be a fantastic running back yep. going forward for that team. Now, are, are you done with the people that you wanted to talk I about? I am
0: done. Who do you have left? Okay,
1: um, I got somebody who couldn't stay healthy, which is usually some, somebody I shy away from. But just like Dobbins...
0: Can I... I, I, think I, like I, thought, <laughs> I think I know who it is. I think I know who
1: it is. You don't know who it is. It's not Cam Akers. Maybe you do. No, it's not Cam Akers. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But just like Dobbins, I could see Dobbins has this ability that you can't teach. Okay. And that ability is also in Raheem Mostert. Mm. And he is going to go way under the radar this next year. And he couldn't stay on the field and be healthy when he was on the field. But when he was on the field and healthy, he had a burst that I've not seen out of anyone. The guy's a fantastic running back, how he went undrafted in the actual NFL draft. I do not know. He is unbelievable when it comes to actually running the ball and being, I mean, the, the problem the 49ers had so oh, much they were bad just luck this year yeah. and not saying that were going to be a fantastic team. But with the running back situation, he was he, he was on the field when he probably did, shouldn't have been on the field. So there's times where he's not getting the points. But he averaged 14 points per game, a little more than that. I have to imagine it is going to be better as long as he stays healthy. And that's the problem I'm going to have the with him biggest because problem. the health issue is is going to be it. But he is a fantastic running back, and if I can get him later in drafts, I'm snagging him up because the guy is a he's really talented
0: and. All the credit to Joe on this one in the chat. He said it perfect after you said he'd be under the radar. He agreed not only will he be under the radar, but he'll be under the knife by week four. So that is a perfect description of Raheem Moster. If he can stay healthy, he will be a great steal in next year's draft because I, think so, yes. I won't touch him before like the seventh round but if you can get him in the seventh round and you can get most of a full season out of him, it'll be a hundred percent worth it. I yep. just don't know if I can take the chance of him it's, being out it's there. It's a
1: chance. It's a chance worth taking if you get it late and it's, it's a huge chance because he, I mean, what has he proven he, he can't stay healthy? We, I already seen that, Yeah. It, but the, the, the proof to me, is the singletary type of thing where obviously I was wrong, but I saw really good talent out of Singletary. I still think he's got plenty of talent, they just don't use him right. And the same thing with Dobbins. It's the talent thing that I'm looking at with Mostert that really puts me into a situation to where I want to have him on my fantasy football team.
0: All right. That does it for the overanalyzation of the running backs <laughs> <laughs> rankings that we did. It was an insane year for running backs, and we're we're not going to be able to really use a lot of this data when we start doing our rankings for next year because there was so many injuries. There was so many different variables going on this year. Just teams decimated. We can't completely go by how their offense ran. There's a lot of head coaching changes, so we'll take it into account, but I don't know how much we'll really – into where they finished in 2020. Um, A few guys, obviously, you can be like, oh, well, David Montgomery. Yes, that is one guy that you can probably look at. Maybe his end of the year was something to uh, put in your projections for next year. But there's going to be a lot of hopefully we get an off season And a real training (laughs) camp next year, and we can get these guys in their respective offenses with their new quarterbacks, with their new coaches, with their new schemes, and we might actually get some real knowledge out of a training camp preseason, and we can make some more accurate intelligent predictions more than this year because as you can see we were only right about a couple of guys and that was probably by accident because of all the other rankings that we were wrong about just ended up making these guys what they were so that was a mouthful Uh, Thank you for listening out there. Thank you for joining us on Twitch. Uh, We will overanalyze our wide receivers next week. I can't wait for that one. That one should be a little easier to digest and not as many all over the place, but uh, we'll have fun nonetheless. So, again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We will uh, catch you next week and talk about some wide receivers. So, thanks, and don't forget Stay fueled up in the off season.